Brandon Condon. Ken Miller. Oh, Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. Hi, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Wednesday. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller for the next couple of hours. You're only working two hours today, right? Just, well... I got a lot more work to do well, after the show, yeah. right? But um, but on the air, airtime, yes, absolutely. The third hour makes a difference, doesn't it? <laughs> that it I, does. You know, Trent filled in yesterday for Heather uh, with with Sean Roberts. And three hours, it's a different animal. Anyways, uh, BMW Des Moines guest list here for the next two hours shapes up like this. We'll talk to Mitch Holt, as the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, in his regular Wednesday spot. He joins us each and every Wednesday during the season, right up until they are knocked out or planning a parade. Uh, so Mitch will be here about uh, 25 minutes or thereabouts from now. We'll preview the week, take a look at uh, what needs to happen for the Chiefs to move up from that two spot to the one spot. Of course, a lot predicated on Monday night with the Bills and Cincinnati on Monday night football. Mitch Holtis will start it. Then Bama Bob, Trent and I will begin our look around college football. We'll take a look at today's games and tomorrow's games. I think there's seven of them in total. Is Thank God it ratchets up here today uh, with uh, um, well, all Power 5 schools playing today. No, that's not true. The early game is Duke and um, Central, Florida. Central Florida. Right. Uh, for the most part, they're uh, big-name schools, and mm-hmm. uh, we've reached that portion of the bowl season. Uh, so Bama, Trent, and I will take a look at today. Tomorrow we'll save the Friday and the Saturday games, as well as the Monday games uh, for Friday uh, when he will join us. In hour number two, off to Chicago with David Kaplan. Look forward to catching up with Cappy. Uh, and then Scott Dockerman, who was in Nashville. In fact, he was just at practice. Tweeted out that Sam Laporta is running the offense inside the red zone. Mm. Not sure what that means. Um, a wrinkle? We don't know. But we'll catch up with the very latest from Doc, who's on the ground. Of course, uh, Doc writes for The Athletic. We'll do that. And then Trent's got a number of plays uh, that he will share with you. Uh, Circus Sports sponsors that before we get out of here just before 1 o'clock. So, uh, bowl game-wise tonight, does this move your needle at all? Is it, does it reach the point that, yep, now I'm in? It certainly has for me. How about you? I, yesterday did it for me. I, I got the in. The late game did for me. I was involved early with Buffalo, so was yeah. keeping a close eye on that one. You East had a, a no sweat in, no. Uh, uh, in your East Carolina pick. Got down to a two-point conversion and, and, or a possible field goal. Even a touchdown there would have been okay. So we were in good shape in that one. Hit the second game, and then... Luckily, at the end, as I was staying up late, he got the under as we went 3-0 and in our bowl picks yesterday. Uh, the ones that we handed out here, Wisconsin, Oklahoma State, still is more high scoring than I anticipated mm-hmm. there. Two teams, though, that have been really good in bowl games now. 8-1 and one for Wisconsin Jeez. over the last nine bowl games. Fickles 1-0. and oh. but Weird to see him coaching. It, it was. You but know? was he really coaching or was he just listening? I don't know. He was. Yeah, well, That's a good point because the headset was actually... Re, uh, pointing skyward, right uh, up on on his left ear. So I'm sure he was involved a little bit, but it's kind of rare that they're even on the sidelines. And, well, mm-hmm. I mean, they might be on the sidelines, but they're with the AD, right. you know, at the ten yard line or whatever, away from the uh, uh, the actual sideline or the team itself. But uh, there he was. We'll see. It's going to be interesting what uh, what Wisconsin does going forward for next year. Crappy field out there, and yeah, the, the slipping and sliding. Yeah, that's what happens when you play in a baseball. That's stadium. right. And we've got a baseball stadium tonight that will yes. host one. Petco is going to host the uh, the Holiday Bowl. 
uh, as uh, what it was that the, it was Jack Murphy, and then it became the Jack Murphy Qualcomm Qualcomm Stadium, right? Uh, but that's no more. So they'll play this game, the Holiday Bowl at Petco, North Carolina, and Oregon. Beautiful uniform game. It is, yeah. and, and the state is pretty cool too. Now, to your point, we don't know what it's going to be like for a football game when the sun goes down, and um, you know whether the, what the conditions will be, whether they'll be able to stand up. But look, I'm into it. It uh, took me until uh, yesterday. Uh, lo- love used to love bowl season. It's not the same. It's not. It's just not the same. And it's not going to get better. It's it isn't. It isn't. I agree with you on the, the up until this point. Well, that's not true necessarily, too, because we'll have seen a round of playoffs already, so mm-hmm. we'll be well underway. Um, man, what's that going to be like? How much? What will the buzz be like? What will it be like for, I mean, if we get a playoff team, mm-hmm. and you will at some point. Yeah, it'll happen. It'll happen. Um, but just whether it happens um, in the first year or not, just the, um, it's going to be so different, right? Mm-hmm. The quick turnaround uh-huh. to get to that game, the logistics of it. And what it's going to be like traveling if you're traveling in that first round or if you're hosting a game, just how monstrous that's going to be. I mean, we have weather concerns, obviously, here. If it is a game that is hosted at Jack Trice or Kinnick, you're going to have that component of it. How are they going to have that figured right. out? That'll be a huge or conversation. Camp Randall. Piece. Yes, well, absolutely. Right. Ann Arbor. Yeah, there's like, a bunch of them. It's, it's uh-huh. going to be wild in that circumstance. And then, yeah, a playoff game being played on campus. When we get to past this kind of two-year interim period, and we look at it in 2026 when the contracts oh, are open. At, it. <laughs> at that point, yeah. is it going to be... Do you believe that those quarterfinals are still going to be neutral site games? I, no. I, I don't either. Because of the money. And that's what we continue to right. talk about. It, about and it's too bad. Money. I mean, when's enough enough? Maybe ever. Maybe no, never. It, it's not too bad. What would you rather see? I'd rather see them played on campus. Right. So it's not too bad. It's the right thing to do on top of it. Right. We don't see the NFC Championship game. Oh, it's no, in Tampa this year. No, no, I know. I agree with you. Uh, Pittsburgh, I, but, sorry. You uh, you got the number one seed, mm-hmm. but you know what? That AFC Championship yeah, but game. These greedy players, Trent. We've, we're, we're not making enough. They got this NIL. They got their hand out now. Blah, blah, blah. To our conversation yesterday, it's. And I don't mean that, by the way. <laughs> I'm all for the Being very facetious there. Paid, yeah. A part of the conversation that I've heard more and more here over the last day is when we're talking these collectives, how much is it the fan just being tapped out? I mean, I've talked mm-hmm. to a lot of people that yeah, say, when's enough's enough? I'm not doing it. Right. And it's not about even putting down the $200. No, they don't want, and it's not that they don't want to do it. They just can't afford to do it. Is that it? No, it's not that at all. It's, they have the, it's not the money aspect of it. It's not giving to a collective a couple hundred bucks a year. That's not what it mm-hmm. is. It's, When's enough enough? I pay for my season tickets. Yeah, you pay you pay for the for the right to buy your season tickets. I, I with your donation. I make a donation part. and then I buy tickets and, and your I tailgate part, spot. And get all these different things and I buy the gear and I do all these things and I support the university and my alma mater and I do all this and now now I got to do more. Mm-hmm. It's not to say that student athletes that they don't deserve anything no, but because they the absolutely schools do. that should be paying them. That's exactly the point, and I think that's where. A big hang-up, certainly in mm-hmm. a state like ours, mm-hmm. for a lot of people is enough's enough. Well, you said yesterday, and you said it off the air, and I did not know this, uh, um, Brad Heinrich. Heinrich. Yeah. Apparently there's a Brad Heinrichs that's a bad dude. Right, yeah. Right? Yeah. And folks are searching Brad Heinrichs online, mm-hmm. and they're finding the bad dude. Yeah. 
The bad Brad Heinrich. The guy that set up a Ponzi scheme in right. Arizona. <laughs> Different right. guy, same name. Right, exactly. This The guy that had the Ponzi schemes, like this blonde-haired, kind of sharp-looking business dude. And Brad Heinrich's a former golfer with red hair. They're two completely sure. different guys. But if you go online and you, you before I write my check, I'm going to, because I've never heard, I don't know Brad Heinrich from Adam. Yeah. I'm going to look him up. Mm-hmm. Look him up. You go to the Google machine, you search him. Wait a second. Does anybody know this? I can't be the first one that found this guy's a Ponzi scheme. Uh-huh. What the hell with that? Right. Right? So <laughs> there's that. But I, I get your point, Trent. I, I can understand why people are just, you know, What's next? If I write this, what am I going to have to do in a couple more years? And I don't think people are, for the majority of people, they're fine. Local business wants to have the player in a commercial, mm-hmm. and they get twenty grand for it. Mm-hmm. Fine. And I think Iowa State, well, yeah, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't say it's just here. It's, we see Central Iowa TV. I have no idea what's going on in the eastern part of the state with the right. stations over there. But we've, we see Xavier Hutchinson and Flong's Pizza. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen some of the Cyclones who are... Um, Doing Ames uh, businesses yep. on TV. I think John Liebel has a hand in that. I'm pretty sure Liebel Marketing uh, has done a good job working with Bloom and working with the We Will um, along those lines, getting Iowa State players. And I think people are fine things. with that. It's just student athlete gets that. That's great. We're, mm-hmm. we're fine with that. Do you want to see? You, do you actually want to see a tangible return on your investment? I think there there's a lot of people that fall into that. It's look, I do athletes in college. For the most part, even people that didn't have great backgrounds, they weren't doing poorly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was probably, well, I know I was. I had a lot less money than any athlete that even came from diff- different background than me and lesser background than me. And we didn't have a whole lot of money anyway. So they didn't have it awful. Like, remember the UConn run with, oh, who was the guard? That was incredible there about 10 years ago. And he was talking about- Oh, about the kid he, from Minnesota? No, 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 no. After that. Oh, I don't know. He went to the Heat. Anyway- but he was talking about you know, didn't have enough money to eat. Oh, I remember that. Yes, I do remember that story. It'll, yes, um, yeah. But those stories, realistically, are few and far and that, between. That got a lot of that got it, a lot of run. It did. I went and played with LeBron. I, I can't, can't think, think of it either. But those stories are not the reality that I certainly saw at Iowa, at you and I, even you and I. The athletes had it pretty good for the most part. I, I know there were different. And those circumstances, and I think that is kind of the pushback point also people are having. You got scholarship, you got training table, now you can get all the food you want, don't have to worry about cream cheese and a bagel anymore, right? (laughs) That stupid uh, rule that the NCAA had, that's all gone. And now we're just giving, and if they want to get in a commercial, that's fine, but just giving them money to give them money? Mm -hmm. I think I've heard a lot more blowback here the last two days from people that I thought would invest, that would. A couple hundred bucks is no big deal. Yeah, I, I love the Hawkeyes. I love the Cyclones. I do that, but they're not going to do that because of that aspect. When is enough enough? It's funny. The 2022 is going to be one of the things we're going to remember for. Remember the pandemic? We learned a brand new term, social distancing. Never heard that yeah. before. I hope I never hear it again. <laughs> um, you will. No, oh, I know we will. This year we heard LIV, live, uh-huh. <laughs> and now NIL. <laughs> Um, collective collectives, right? These, these terms that we'd never heard when it comes to life or sports. Um, these never cropped up before. It's wonder what next year is going to bring. Uh, we, we know it'll be something, but it's, it's back to, back to your original point. I, I, I see that a lot of that too. It's just, you know, what, what enough's enough. I, mm-hmm. I do all these things. I check all these boxes. I'm considered a, a good fan, right? Mm-hmm. I pay for my, I do what I'm asked. But you, 
there comes a point where you just keep asking and something's got to give or you just, I don't know. Or the athletic department needs to. Well, that's just it. I mean, that's yeah. the way it should have been done in the first place. Mm-hmm. But then I think this kind of ties in with what's going on at Iowa. Because if the if the school is involved, then Title IX is involved. Mm-hmm. And if I'm paying the football players, I've got to pay the rowing team. Yep. Even though they don't deserve it, in all likelihood. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're, they're right? not making money. Right there, precisely. It's 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 a, it's a drain. Um, again, whether they're happy for them, good. Go get your free education. I'm all for it. Are we heading towards the unintended consequences with something like that? If we get to that level, where you see sports cut, where you see, well, well we have to make this decision. You look at a place like I think Ohio State. Barta tried it, didn't go well. Yeah, I think Ohio State has something like 37 varsity sports. Jeez. All right. Well, let's get that number down because mm-hmm. we got to pay everybody now. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, and then it's going to hit the fan. Absolutely, wrestling very important in our state, and we've seen the numbers at the Division One number continue to dwindle down further and further. Is that impactful mm-hmm. and becoming bigger and bigger? Where more and more you're looking for cuts, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you're you're yep. trying to make everything equitable, well, it's a lot easier when you have 16 sports as opposed to when you have sure. 25. Sure, and that's those consequences that very well could happen when you head down this road. It's there are so many angles. I mean, this is an onion, and just layer <laughs> yeah. after layer after it's just layer an onion. That, that you just continue to get into day after day, and it's just those things that pop in, and, and just <sighs> talking to a couple people yesterday, and my surprise, but it's a growing sentiment. I've, I've seen this online. I've seen this you know, on the Hawkeye message boards, and more and more people say, no, I'm, I'm not going mm-hmm. to. It's, it's not the money aspect of it. It's, I'm tapped out. I do my Hawkeye thing. I, I do that. I'm good. And the athletes are fine, and they're going to be fine. Go do a commercial, get that check from whatever auto dealer it is, whatever mm-hmm. business it is. That's all well and good, but I am not going to spend my money to make sure that you have a fun night downtown on a Saturday. I don't disagree. The only thing that is going to be a major factor in this is well, in the SEC or, mm-hmm. or Nebraska just or Minnesota or yep. Wisconsin or any of the surrounding schools. I don't have to do that. They just write me a check, right? Right. I like the way they're doing it here. Why would I come to? Why would I go to Iowa, or Iowa State? Mm-hmm. Uh, look, Iowa State. It's Brent Bloom. To his credit, they're kind of flying under the radar in this thing. Yeah. Right. We're hearing a lot about the swarm. Um, I don't. I don't want to say it's negative. There's just. It's just a um, in the um, um, everybody's front and center right now. But it's not with we will. University of Iowa just always gives us a lot of content. Well, oh, they, they do, don't they? <laughs> they always have to. I mean, yeah. uh, when it when first started, they do nothing, absolutely nothing. Turn up their nose, build a wall around Fort Kinnick, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and they, they they liked it that way. But yeah, it's, there's always content coming out of there. Let's do this because we haven't uh, touched on these games, and ready or not, here comes Saturday. Do you have an opinion on the if there is an upset in the two playoff games? Who's more likely to move on to the championship, TCU or Ohio State? I mean, Ohio State. How many times are they an underdog? Anything, right? Right. Um, you don't get to play the underdog card very often. Do you like any of the dogs? I mean, not with the points, straight up. Can can any of these two dogs? Can Ohio State beat Georgia and could TCU beat Michigan? If so, which one? Starting with the first game, the way that I have looked at it here, and as I'm getting closer and closer to actually firing on these games, because as we know, we're waiting for everything, mm-hmm. even playoff games. TCU, I think, is either going to win this game, or Michigan's just going to blow them out mm-hmm. and win it thirty-four to ten. And I'm leaning towards the latter. The physicality of Michigan. Yeah. 
all the breaks that went TCU's way this year. Yes, you make your own breaks. I get that. But I think it was something like five different times this year, at least for half of a game, if not a full game, they played a backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. Well, we know McCarthy's going to be out there. Mm-hmm. And unless he's injured in the game, he's going to be out there for the duration. Their ability to run the football, just how tough physical they are. The Big 12 was good this year, but I don't see it as that upper echelon overall. Depth was certainly there this year. The Big 10 had no depth. It was two good, two great teams, yep. a good team, yep. and then a bunch of black after mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And that's what the conference was. But that's the way I look at it. If it's close... Yeah, give me TCU. I'll, I'll be live betting if it's down. You know, if it's tied up 21-21, going into the fourth quarter, give me TCU. What, what do you make of the number dropping a couple of points? Open 9.5 down. To, is it 7.5 across the board now? I'm trying to see if there's any 7s. No. I see there's an 8 out there. Is so there an 8? There might be a little buyback coming here as we get closer and closer to the game. That was pretty initial, though, right? It was. It's true. And it's been both these games have been really, really steady. Flat, yeah. Uh, throughout here. So, now, the Ohio State game has got under a touchdown. It opened at seven. It's now six and a half. So that's your magic number. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, it is. Um, because of the talent, I'd say Ohio State. But their defense. I know. And it's Georgia. And it's Stetson Bennett. They're, they're just a cut above. Georgia. I think they are. Trent. They're on their own team. I think they are. Uh, I, that's, I would lean Ohio State. But like I said. It's about TCU. you got to take that shot right away, right? I mean, Michigan's going to come out, and they're going to punch you in the mouth. Mm-hmm. They're going to play physical. Mm-hmm. And if you can hang around, hang around, get into the third quarter in a tight game, you got a shot. I just don't see that happening. I don't either. I don't either. Are we going to get two blowouts? I think we are. Yeah. No, I, I won't. I don't think we got a blowout in the late game. I think Ohio State because it's because they've got some such dynamic players. I mean, Marvin Harrison for God's sake, Junior. Well, they lose fifty-two thirty-one. Is it that bad? Yeah. I, I don't love the Buckeyes' defense. I, I wonder where they are mentally, I love Georgia's too. tight ends. <laughs> it's hard not to. Where are they mentally? It, they were out. Lost that game. Devastating loss. There's For the not, Buckeyes, you're talking right, about. Right. Not a realistic yeah. pass. And then you get in. Mm-hmm. Still where you are mentally. Is it, hey, we got that second chance. Here we go. We got what we were still rooting. We still got that shot. We got the opportunity. Or, you know what? We've already been thinking about the NFL draft. We've already been thinking about our future. I wonder where Ohio State is mentally, their headspace. Ryan Day, I think he's got a lot of work to do to get this team in the right mental state. Losing in the fashion they did to Michigan to bounce back here with all this time off mm-hmm. and getting back and where they're thinking. Where's C.J. Stroud's thinking? Yeah. Two more games or getting ready to be a top 10 pick? Well, I hope it's the former. Yeah. Um, is that reality anymore in college know. athletics? And here's another thing to watch, too, with, with Ohio State, because you know they're going to travel yes. if they can get there. <laughs> That's right. Right? I mean, you know, Georgia said the, the game's in, in the state of Georgia. They're fine. Yeah. There, there's no worrying about I, hopping on a plane. They're going to be fine. Yes. Yeah. But will Buckeye fans be able to get there? Because it's, it's not getting any better today. I mean, the game's Saturday, but all those people that are... I mean, another 2,500 flights canceled by Southwest today. It's just ridiculous. What has happened? I love to fly Southwest. I would fly Southwest over any other airline. You would? Absolutely. Bags fly free, give me TV. And I don't mind, you know, the A's, the B's, and the C's. You know, you, you either pay your 25 bucks yep. and, they, and they give you the seat, or you're sitting on your phone and you're 10 seconds too early and you got to <laughs> re-click it because they, you can't uh, check in 24 hours. Too. I don't mind Southwest at all. Now, I, I, what has happened to them? 
They made a mistake? It's I don't know. I mean, how do you come back from this? Well, th- this is going to be devastating, you have to think. Hopefully oh. you don't have any Southwest stock. Ooh, no, I don't. I've got a bunch of th- uh, Southwest miles. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, and selfishly, I'm kind of hoping that the country's pissed off of them and I'll never fly Southwest again. just means more room for me. Yeah, and drop right. the rate so you get a good seat. But uh, now, <laughs> having said that, instead of four flights out of Des Moines, now there's three. Yeah. Right? Because, well, we just, anyways. We'll take a timeout. Mitch Holtis will join the program next We'll uh, take a look at where the Chiefs are. They've got a couple of them left. Broncos and Raiders will uh, complete their season. Of course, all eyes in Kansas City. Boy, that television number in Kansas City on Monday night is going to be massive, don't you think? I mean, how what many... a day we have. I mean, on Monday? Yes. From the Rose Bowl uh-huh. to, uh, to to Monday night football. It's pretty good lead-in, huh? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, that's appointment TV. Just overall. That, I mean, that day... Obviously, it got pushed back because of it falling on a Sunday this year, mm-hmm. January 1st falling on a Sunday, but it's going to be absolutely incredible. Get, getting that thing started, I'm excited for it. I want to see Mississippi State, you know, and, yeah. and how how they react mm-hmm. and going out there. Illinois playing in a, a January bowl game, a very important right. step for Bielema yep. in, in that program. Getting to see Tulane in a BCS-level yeah, game, yeah. you know, in, in in a Power 5 game here in the Cotton Bowl. That's going to be really so, fun. And so, then you know, from a betting angle, well, you know, we'll do more on that yeah. later. Uh, we'll do more on that. We'll take a break. Holtis next. Uh, Papa John Central Iowa sponsors. Mitch, it's Des Moines Sports Station 106. Point. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Papa John Central Iowa sponsors our friend Mitch Holtis, the voice of those Kansas City Chiefs. They're home this week taking on the Denver Broncos, the rudderless ship that is the Denver Broncos. <laughs> Hello, Mitch Holtis. Uh, Trent and Ken, how are you? Well, doing well, and uh, Happy New Year to you guys, and Happy New Year's to Des Moines and the environs. Absolutely. Hey, when you get through this uh, this journey of the 2022-23 season, will you be back to doing Valley games, Mitch? You... Truthfully, uh, I <laughs> I won't be. Oh. Um, and let me tell you where this is coming from. Uh, it has been in the Valley since the 95-96 season. Uh, my last year of doing K-State and second year of doing the Chiefs, and that was my first year of doing Valley. got a little busy. But let me hear me out on this with the NFL season, at least with the chiefs. Now it has been extending into, uh, February yep. Two, There are a couple things are happening this spring. One, we're hosting the NFL draft. The team will be very involved in that. Um, and then another is we're doing special initiatives, including working really closely in Germany. So the workload has been added on my <laughs> NFL life, uh, almost doubled probably over the last three to four years. And so it's just become too much uh, to handle basketball. Um, and, 
it, and it's been a truncated season anyway. Now, I will be involved in Arch Madness. I love the Valley, uh, love college basketball. I think it's trying to work through some things. Um, and honestly, I'm a little bit worried about college basketball because the NFL season is going to be lengthened even more. Mm-hmm. You're going to see in probably the next five to seven years a Super Bowl on the last weekend of February, in my opinion. Yep. And uh, so college basketball gets shoved out of the conscious of America because they love the NFL so much. Can't play fantasy football with Big 12, Big 10, or Valley basketball. I can't, you know, fantasy. Right. Uh, so so what, what they love, then, is to play uh, March Madness. So it's almost like you're going to have March Madness, and that's it. So I'm giving you a long answer. It's been very difficult to, to make this decision, but uh, honestly, it's just <laughs> – Life's changed here over the last several years. Got you. I was asked by uh, somebody who likes to listen to you do that, and I just assume, yeah, I'm sure he's I doing it. it. I'll ask I him. love it. I love coming to Drake, going to Northern yeah. Iowa. Uh, the times I've done Big 12 and I've gone to Hilton, and I've done, I've been in Carver Hawkeye. It's all of it. It's I love it. It's just. Uh, it's it's just become almost impossible to do it. Uh, when uh, when we get closer to the draft, Mitch, I'm, I'm going to reach out because I know there's if there's a ton of as you know of football fans here, Chiefs fans, and it's such a different experience the draft itself. So um, I'm guessing that there'll be a whole lot of people that are you know football fans want to make that drive down I-35 just to see what their team uh, is going to do in it. So maybe you can come back on us at some point in late March, early April, just to you know oh, give no, us an I'll FAQ. Good stuff. So yeah, we probably to do it once a month. Let's just figure out a way to okay. reach out. But I think once a month after the season, which it's going to be only two or three months, but one or two times a month to just kind of follow what's going on here in getting that done. But, yes, for the draft to be this close to Des Moines and an easy drive, which is done all the time back and forth by folks. I mean, we see the pilgrimage of Iowa State fans to the Big 12 tournament and so forth. People will do it. They'll want to do it, and uh, it's it's going to. We're expecting two hundred fifty to three hundred thousand people here. Uh, it's going to be wild. So and fun. It's going to yeah. be awesome. It'll be like having the NFL Olympic Games here. For I know it's crazy. Mitch, you had uh, something that you hadn't been able it's to do awesome. before. I retweeted it from our Twitter account, talking about what an experience you had banging the drum before the game. Take us into the experience, and then we had to work. You had to call the game from up there right after you got done banging the drum. <laughs> yeah, it was such an adrenaline rush. I felt like I was back playing high school football for Smith Center again. Like I'd, I'm having, I was wanting to hit somebody, you know, so I'm hitting the drum. Uh, and, and the drum ceremony is something that uh, is is very important here, and it's very important because the drum is sacred to many Native American cultures. That's why we do it, and we want to respect it and lift it up. So when they asked me to do it, I was like. Okay, but how does this work with doing play-by-play? And then our executive producer, Dan Israel, goes, well, we'll do the play-by-play from up there. Now, in this discussion, Trent, little did we know it would be minus 10 wind chill. <laughs> right. uh, oh, my gosh. I, did a, I do a pregame show on Facebook Live, and the, the, I had an energy drink in my hand. It's probably about two inches of left in there, less than that, probably an inch. It froze in my hand. <laughs> the, the, that liquid froze in my hand. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So ran up there beat the drum, and as soon as the th- I beat it 30 times on the 30th drum beat, uh, trying to beat as good close as I could to the music, the PA announcer goes, kicking off for Seattle. So I put on the headsets, and here we go. Wow. And I started doing the play-by-play from the drum deck. I did one series uh, up there, but it was so cold. Iowans are used to cold. 
this was cold. I even had, I know of a Des Moines family that was here because uh, uh, one of the um, employees here of 65 TPT, our inside production group, had invited them to come to the game. He married into the family. They wouldn't even go. <laughs> it's really cold when you got Iowans that are going, man, this is too cold. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> it, was, it was a rush, you guys. It was a rush and uh, a lifetime experience. It was awesome. Uh, I'm anxious to, uh, none of we'll ever get the breakdowns. I'm sure we can go somewhere. What the Monday Night Football is going to do television-wise in Kansas City this week with the Bills and the Bengals. If it plays out this Sunday like we assume it will, uh, that the Chiefs beat Denver, and then Monday night with uh, with the ramifications for this one pursuant to the Chiefs, I think it's going to do a massive number in Kansas City. Yeah, and I'm not going to placate you here, Ken, but I'm going to tell you the Chiefs have got to take care of their first business. They, they've got to take care of Denver. They saw Denver give them. They did, yep. If Chris Jones doesn't hit uh, Rip and, and force the incompletion, who knows? Is Denver going to win that game 35-34? Um, and the Broncos' best half of football was against the Kansas City Chiefs. No question. So the Chiefs have got to be careful not to scoreboard watch and think about Monday night until they take care of Sunday, because if you don't take care of Sunday, Monday doesn't matter. Now, to answer your question, if the Chiefs can beat the Broncos uh, and be in that position, it will be like a Chiefs game. I mean, you're going to have the same uh, level of activity watching an event as if the Chiefs were playing. It's going to be that big. I mean, there's watch parties and everything else. And in strange bedfellows, the Chiefs will be, you know, cheering for the Bengals of all people. (laughs) But, yeah, there's a lot of drama here in these next couple of weeks. So with that, Two wins and a Buffalo loss, you get the one seed. The importance of that is absolutely huge. And as you're getting ready for football, pizza, got to have it. Ooh, long weekend. Oh, absolutely. Get that extra day Playoff on Monday. Games. Yeah, maybe getting out New the Year's cobwebs. Eve party. New yes. Year's Hello. Party. New Year's Eve's on Saturday. Yeah. Hello, Des Moines. Hello, Iowa. I mean, hello, Johnson. Hello, Ames. Hello, Adele. I mean, hello, Van Meter. Let's go. Let's order some pizza. Yeah, people have done it actually for Christmas parties. After we talk about it, people will will send me texts or whatever. But yes, I mean, perfect for uh, Papa John's. It'll be a busy weekend for the Donaldsons, and but we know how much they boomerang that around to help uh, the community. I just love being associated with them, and so and with you guys, just a good segment. And so, Happy New Year! Happy New Year, Mitch. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Nothing like beating the drum, minus 10 windshield. Nothing <laughs> Brutal. Like See you, buddy. Take care. Mitch yeah. Holtz is the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm glad he's going to join us for the lead-up yes. to the draft. That's going to be huge. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I guess I didn't realize. Did you? Yeah. Huh. Talked about it with uh, Russ and the crew out at Graphite Construction oh, Group. You? Russ yeah. is season right. ticket holder. and yeah, he's hardcore. And, yes, we know how much he loves the uh-huh. NFL draft. So we've been throwing around maybe some ideas mm. about a possibility of well, it sounds like there's no overnight there. stay in the future. If there's 300,000 people, yeah. I'm not sure how many rooms are there, but I'm guessing most of them have been taken. Going to be staying outside the city. Yeah, for sure. For a lot of people. All right, uh, we'll talk college football next. We'll talk about the games tonight and tomorrow. Bama Bob joins us as we uh, do that on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.46. <laughs> Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller here until 1 o'clock. We're about to take a look at the bowl games for today and tomorrow. On Friday, we'll take a look at all the rest of them that will play out over the weekend. Uh, Bama Bob joins the program as he does uh, throughout the season. Hello, Bama, Trent, and Ken. Happy New Year to you in advance. How are you? Uh, I'm great. Same to you guys. And um, 
here's hoping it's a good one. Absolutely. I hope we get some good games starting tonight. Before we get into do this, uh, fellas, um, I saw a tweet, a guy by the name of Jeff Schwartz. Jeff Schwartz, of course, former lineman, right? Played in the NFL for years. He tweeted out the list of big uh, Pac-12, beg your pardon, Pac-12 quarterbacks for next year. Did you see this, Trent, over the weekend? No. So, um, Oregon, Bo Nix, Washington, Michael Penix, USC, oh, by the way, Caleb Williams, mm-hmm. UCLA, I think he's the number one recruit in football, that Moore, Dante, Dante Moore. Moore. Yeah. Um, Ungalele, uh, the Clemson transfer at Oregon State. Deion Sanders kid, Shader right. Sanders at Colorado. And Cam Rising, assuming he stays at Utah. How Pac- about that Arizona quarterback? He was pretty good by the end of the year. Well, yeah, pretty good. I'm just, the, the, the quarterbacks wow. in the Pac 12 is going to be off the charts next year. A renaissance of the Big 12, uh, Pac 12 coming? It seems like it is. Seems like it is. Boys, we've got a lot of ground to cover. Let's get right into it, but I wanted to share that with mm. you, uh, with both of you. Uh, Trent, we'll start with you. The Military Bowl is Duke, who had a pretty decent year um, by their standards. And uh, you, uh, UCF, Central Florida, TC, your thoughts on this one? I'll be making a pick on this game later on today. It's a motivation factor, and more than anything, I think Duke has it. They have been incredibly aggressive in the transfer portal. A lot of excitement about their future and what Elko's done. Think of that, year number one. Mm-hmm. I know it's the ACC, it's Duke. But winning eight games it's after what they were, that's a huge, huge turnaround here. I think motivation is there. You know, UCF. It's a program that is going through a big transition as they get ready to yeah. depart for the Big 12 here. I really like Duke in this spot. They're a fun team to watch. In fact, all these bowl games today, I think we're going to have a lot of shootouts. This is going to be a great day of football. I, I think you're right. I, I'm a big fan of Plumlee at uh, Central Florida. Bammer, do you have an opinion on this game? Yeah, I tend to lean where Trent is. I think it's just motivation. Now, listen, this is just a classic Gus Malzahn year. You know what I mean? I mean, 9-4. and four. Win the division, can't finish off the play, you know, the championship game to get into a New Year's Six, mm-hmm. kind of flirting with it all. I mean, it's just just the classic <laughs> yeah. Gus Malzahn nine and four team. Um, I am. I, I was interested to see if Palmer was going to play. I think he is. I haven't seen anything where he's opted out. So um, if he's in, and I then I think it's instead of these lines are so hard to predict in ball games um, because even if guys play. You know what's their real motivation factor? Mm-hmm. They, you know, as, as I can't remember who said it, some analyst one time. You know, you, you make you tend to make business decisions sometimes <laughs> in games like this. You know, are you going to really put your head in for a tackle or you know whatever? But uh, I, I, I do think I like the over on this one. I think both teams can get into the 30s. Neither defense has been great um, all year. Although you know, you look at the stats and they're both averaging you know 23, 24 points given up. But uh, I like the quarterback for Duke. Um, and, and like you said, more than anything, I, I just think Duke's got a, I mean, you know, the, the transfer portal, they've been, I mean, guys going to Duke, but that's the, le- that's the leveling guys. That's the NIL right there. Think of all the alumni that Duke has Oof. and all the, you know, I mean, just, just the, the NBA alumni, you know, if, if, if they want to throw a little NIL money to the school or, you know, Shashevsky, whoever, I mean, all of a sudden, now Duke can get three stars and maybe a four-star guy to come if you promise him a little bit, and that's just where a, a team like Duke can level that. And um, I, I like what they've done. I I don't like their quarterback being also being their leading rusher, uh, but I think in a game like this, it's not going to matter. I have no opinion really on who's going to win the game. I do like the over, and I think it will be entertaining. And this is just 
Does UCF have any motivation to get to a 10-win season? Or are they just playing out the string until they get to Big 12? Who knows? I can honestly say I did not see Duke play once this year. I just <laughs> I saw him play Kansas. Did I you? The Kansas game. And they look like a real team. Okay. I mean, they, they look like they have the look physically. And when I say that, you know, I mean, they just, they've been so overmatched before sure. like Vanderbilt. You know, you get on this field with some teams, you just know they don't have a chance. And it's granted it was against Kansas, but Duke has some big dudes. They looked like an ACC team. And, uh, you know, for whatever that means, I did see a lot of the Kansas game, and that was a fun one as well. Um, but, yeah, I think they, they have the look, and they may, they may be onto something there. I'm not sure. All right, speaking of Kansas strength, the Liberty Bowl, Memphis we go. You said before the show that Arkansas has got how many kids? I think it's down to 46 scholarship players will be out there for the Razorbacks here today. Kansas, excited, obviously, to sure. be in a bowl game. The end of the season didn't go very well, but they are bowl eligible again. We're looking for what team wants to be there. Short drive to Memphis for Arkansas, Kansas. They're going to be excited to be there. I like the Jayhawks in this spot too. in a big time way. Daniel's going to be healthy out there, running around, uh-huh. making plays. We know what a difference maker Bean was okay yeah. when he came in there, but Daniel's is a different kind of player here. Motivation. Jefferson's going to play. Oh, uh, is he for, for yep. Arkansas, the quarterback? And yep. I believe the running back is also going to play, but down to 46 scholarship players. I mean, that, that's that got to be rough there. I'm going to take Kansas in this spot. And the numbers dropped a field goal. Open five and a half is down to two and a half. Bama, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, this. Uh, how's Arkansas favored, I guess, <laughs> other than they're, the, they're in the SEC um, with 46 players? Over under 70, guys. I mean, is it really going to be that big of a scoring game? Kansas' um, defense is I mad. Mean, it is, but I mean that's you're talking about both team one team in the high thirties and another one in the thirties. Is Arkansas's defense that bad? Um but you know, maybe if they only got twelve guys to play, maybe they will be. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. This is a game I like. I mean, I like both quarterbacks. I think they're both underrated. Both these teams, man, you know, they come in at six and six. And where remember where Arkansas was? They how high did they get? Ten, eleven, yeah. whatever it was. Um, what was the game that they had national TV? Was it was it the Georgia game last year? To- I yeah, I think it was Georgia where Georgia just went in and yeah. just mauled them, yeah. and it kind of started this year. Um, you know, with Texas A and M, and then yeah, they had that three game losing streak. A and M, Alabama, both at home, and then they lost to Mississippi State. And then they've just been, you know, mediocre. You know, they did, the BYU win was a good win. That was game out in Provo. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, then they beat yep. a, a hapless Auburn team. The loss at home to Liberty, that that was the one where you go, eh, we got a problem here. Uh, low-scoring game against LSU, uh, beat Ole Miss last game of the year, and then lost to Missouri. I mean, just up and down, up and down. Again, no real opinion on this one other than I think it's going to be real entertaining. And I do like both quarterbacks, and I hope they both, Put on a show because they're they're really they do it in different styles. You know, uh, Jefferson's a little bigger than Daniels, but Daniels is just so he's so fun to watch when he's healthy, and he was a difference maker. He had that team ranked early in the year, and then of course they just you know they struggled down the stretch as well. Um, Would they lose four out of five or six out of seven? I mean, they were five and zero, oh, and and then they mm. lose six out of seven. Um, so I mean, that's yep. just you know they're uh, but they're happy to be there. And I think they'll. I think you'll get a good showing of uh, you know blue and white in the stands as well. Arkansas again, six and six, not a lot. Although they haven't lost. The, neither the fan base nor the coach has lost. Uh, I don't think any love for for Sam Pittman, and that's good to see. I'm with because, you. Um, we all like him. Yep. We've been a fan of him. But at some point, he, you know, these late season swoons have mm-hmm. got to stop. They need some Walmart money to come in <laughs> here into their NIL. 
program. But um, uh, I like this one. This is this is probably my favorite game of the day. Um, well, second favorite, but we'll, uh, you know we can get to that later. Uh, let's. So we talked about quarterbacks. Well, there's certainly a couple in the in the Holiday Bowl. Uh, Bo yeah, Nix. My favorite and, game. Of the day. I think it is for me too. <laughs> yeah. And of course, Drake May. We've yeah. talked about him all year and how how good this kid is. Um, and he's going to be um, coming to an NFL draft near you, not this year, but the following year. And he's going to be heard very quickly in that draft. North Carolina, Oregon, Trent, uh, North Carolina is getting almost two touchdowns, 13 and a half at some places. Their defense is atrocious. Bo Nix is going to be able to go up and down the field. Can Carolina keep up with them? That is the question. I think that they can. One disappointing thing, I was uh, looking at that total, 75 and a half, by the way, the over-under in this Assadite game, 75 and a half. And I was thinking about even firing on the over. Light rain tonight. Mm. We talked about this at the top, Bama, being played at Petco, a football field. You saw <clears> last <throat> night in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, just playing Slipping on a... and sliding. Yes, and yep. the anticipation on a baseball field, you maybe see something very similar here. I hope that's not the case. I, I want to see these athletes playing at their best, but rain coupled with the baseball field. Might be a slick surface out there. In fact, I might be trending on an underplay after seeing that weather report. Yeah, I, I just I, I'm so looking forward to this because of the quarterbacks. I'm glad you know Bo Nix had a decision to make and and he made it. He stayed, which I'm, I'm glad. You know, and we've been all over him. He's been such a hot topic, yeah. really for years down yeah. here. But this year with us, um, you know, with with the you know good Bo, bad Bo. What are you going to get? I think we're going to get good Bo tonight. Uh, I'm really excited to see Drake May play on a true national stage. Let's face it. I mean, you know, they they had some games this year, Appalachian State. Um, you know, the Clemson game, all that kind of, and nobody watched the ACC no. championship game. Uh-uh. I mean, just, you know, who, who, who cares? Um, this is one tonight. There's really nothing on. There's no NFL. Uh, you know, that's tomorrow night, kind of. Um, let <laughs> me Titans show up for that. Um, but this is one for him to really showcase his talents. There's going to be a lot of, talk about NFL scouts. I mean, if you're going to a ball game, you know, this year, I mean, you're going to be at this one, uh, in the stands. I liked it. It's at Petco. Um, I had forgotten that it was there and not uh, the old... Uh, Qualcomm, Jack, Jack Murphy. Murphy. Yeah, Qualcomm, Jack Murphy. I mean, that what a dump that was. Um, but yeah, I like it being here. I like the venue, but you're right. I mean, it's just an odd setup. You saw it at Fenway. We've seen it before at Yankee Stadium, at Wrigley Field. I mean, it's just it's hard to fit a baseball, uh, football field on a baseball diamond. It just is. Unless you're talking about the polo grounds from 100 years ago, but... I'm excited for this one. I don't know about the over. I don't know that I can go 75 and a half. I mean, that is just a huge number. I know North Carolina is, is horrible, but I guess Oregon can get in the 40s and then May can bring them back and maybe a backdoor, you know, you, you, you push that total over. But my favorite game of the day, just because of the quarterbacks. Um, and, you know, the number is pretty big. Oregon's defense is not stellar either. And I just think May, if, if, if he can, if his receivers step up, I think he can get some stuff done, and I, I hope he shows off what he can do tonight because he'll go in. If he has a big game tonight, he might go into next year as a Heisman favorite. Mm, certainly going to be in the conversation. Oh, uh, yeah. Texas Bowl, Trent, Old Miss, Texas Tech. I, I just don't have much feeling for this one. Do you, do you have anything, Ken? I like Lane Kiffin's offense. Sure, but they might be playing with their third-team quarterback, mm-hmm. and they have their own set of issues there, Texas Tech. First winning season in the Big 12 since, what, 2009, I think was the number that they went 5-4 and four this year for Tech. And, and McGuire, 
did they get the right guy? I think so. It, it kind of feels like they high got the right guy. High school coach from here. Texas certainly yes. got a lot of uh, a lot of ties. A lot of respect, yeah, too, absolutely, with the high school coaches in that state there. But just don't have a feel about Opened the way this fours, game plays out. Down to three and a half, so not a lot is, of movement. Yeah. Old Miss three and a half point favorite total there, seventy two. Bama. Yeah, this is a this is kind of a you know blah for me, I and mean, I'm with you. I mean, I, the the spread again, the number seventy two. I mean, just absolutely no respect for the defenses, just, you know, for in a lot of these bowl games. And you know, it might be it might be founded. Ole Miss is you know where do they go? I mean, they were they were, you know, they lost the three straight, uh, you know, Alabama, Arkansas, and then the Egg Bowl down the stretch. I mean, they were just really flying high. Actually, four or five. I mean, what were they eighth or something in the country at one point yeah. <laughs> after that Auburn game, and then they they get blown out at LSU, and then they you know they squeak by A and M, and then they drop the three straight. And again, you know, Kiffin is you know, all the Auburn rumors and everything, and uh, you know now they're you know he's staying, he's got a big new contract. So uh, and and what has happened in the state of Mississippi since the season started, mm. coaching wise, is 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 you know unbelievable. But I I kind of like the Red Raider. I like. Kiffin in the offense, I, I really do. But I think Texas Tech might have something, especially with the new coach. Um, and I just, I don't know. I mean, if you're going to give me three and a half points, Ole Miss just hasn't been great nope. here. They've been so up and down, and it's just the SEC factor, I think. And I just, I think you're right. I think that's a little. I think it's overrated right here. Uh, you know, and so I'm, I would take the Red Raiders. I don't know about the seventy-two and a half or seventy-two, whatever, floating around that. But you know. I mean, it's tonight, tonight's maybe a night to take the overs. I mean, it's just, you know, these bowl games, usually coaches throw caution in the wind. They'll go for it, um, you know, on fourth and four or whatever, and, and you know, and then and shoe the field goals and, and, you know, trick plays and all that. So you see that a lot in these kind of bowl games. It's kind of into the playbook, and Lane Kibben's got a big one. So uh, I like Tech. I'm going to take the three and a half, and I might lean the over. But I think it's got a it's got a chance to be fun. But I'll probably only see the end of it because I'm going to be locked in on on uh, Oregon, North Carolina. Yeah, uh, three games left. Five minutes, uh, four and a half minutes. Pinstripe Bowl, Minnesota, Syracuse, Trent. Speaking of baseball stadiums. Yeah, another one that feels like it's trending towards 17-13, mm-hmm. 13-10. Syracuse, remember the start they got off to? They were yes. one of the stories of college football early on in the season. Yeah, Schrader was so uh, good. That- yeah, the the Clemson game. I mean, they had that game won, dead to rights in Clemson. Couldn't finish it. Minnesota, they're going to run the football, mm-hmm. and run the football, and run the football. Yep. And how about the end? The great kid, what is it, Cal Marcus? Mm-hmm. He had a great game he against did. Wisconsin. Yeah, he did. He's as a good bad as he had looked in his first couple of starts. Totally agree, because he played at Rutgers, and he stunk the No, joint. no, no, that was Sikowski. Was it? Oh, oh, I get what you're saying. Don't no, yeah. He played that game at yes, right, I get what you're right. saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At Rutgers. Yeah. Yes, at Rutgers against Iowa. Didn't mm-hmm. look good in that game. And then bounced back and, mm-hmm. and looked like a real quarterback against Wisconsin. If you're the Gophers here, don't you have to play him, even if Tanner Morgan's ready to go? Yeah, why not? It's about the future. Absolutely. Uh Bama. Yeah, I I'm with you. I I this is a hard one to fit, you know, to to pick. Minnesota's offense just hasn't been really great all year is Ibrahim playing I have not seen that um if he's playing or not if he is I think he's a difference maker I'd be surprised I'd be surprised if he is I just I mean honestly I should know this I just I just don't um if he plays I mean you know more credit I think he is Is good I mean if he is that's a that's I then I'm I'm all over Minnesota because you really look at Syracuse's schedule that yeah you know they they were ranked for a while and everybody was all excited and we talked about the Clemson game. They they lost that one. They they basically blew it because they you know all the personal foul penalties and everything. And 
Clemson found a way to win. But when they got to the meat of their schedule, guys, Clemson, Notre Dame, Pitt, Florida State, Wake Forest with Sam Hartman, five straight losses. And then they come back and they, you know, they squeak one out against Boston College. I like the Gophers in this one. I think they're more physical. I think they're tougher. And if Ibrahim plays in particular, man, I really like him. Man, I don't know if I like him minus 10. I think that's a lot of points. Um, uh, the 42-and-a-half number, yeah. I mean, I see this 21-17, 21-14, something like that. But I like the Gophers to win. I don't really like the 10, especially if Ibrahim plays. Sam Hartman going to Notre Dame, as we saw yesterday. Yes. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. That's what a shame. Uh, Florida State, Oklahoma, Trent, we've got to speed things up here. We've got two games left. I um, really like Florida State, what they did here. Oklahoma, I know they're working to try to change six, things. Right? Yeah. yeah, big number, though, 9-and-a-half. This is more memories. You know, st- uh-huh. This is kind of a uniform game more than anything. On the field, don't know how good it's going to be, but I'll be watching. Yeah, opened at 8, uh, ticked up to 9.5, Bama. Yeah, this is a back-in-the-day game, man. No, oh, great point. Yeah, oh, great point. Oh, my God, back in the day. Uh, I love what Florida State's done, what Norvell's done there four years. He's been given a chance, and he's just taken it. And, look, they destroyed Florida at the end of the year. They, they've got they've got some dudes, and they're getting better. Um and I, Oklahoma, how can you trust them? I mean, Venables has struggled this year. What are they, six and six, whatever they are, uh, seven and five, six and six. And six and six, yeah. I like the, yeah, I like the Seminoles here. I think they're going to let it all, I think they're going to let it loose. And I don't know about the number. Again, you just worry about that in a bowl game. But man, I just, I love Florida State in the money line for sure. Music's playing Texas, Washington, Trent Alamo Bowl. I love Washington in this spot. They have a lot more there. No B. John Robinson. Right. Quinn Ewers, uh, let's see if he can do it. Yeah. I don't think he can. Panics v. Ewers, Bama? No, uh, I'm going the other way. I like uh, Texas. I mean, it's in, it, what is it, in San Antonio? Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, they're going to have big crowds. How many Washington fans are going to show up? I hope Washington wins. I love Pennix. He's been a great story this year. I mean, the story of the year in the transfer portal shows you what you can do. But, man, Texas, uh, Ewers, all those guys, I mean, their defense has not been good. They have not been good away from home. So I'm taking the long one. Talk to you Friday, Bama. We've got 15. Yeah, we'll never do it. Uh, we'll talk to you Friday. Thanks, Bama. Enjoy the day. Take care, guys. Take care. Bama Bob, Trent and I talking college football. Hour two off to Chicago with Cappy next. Then Scott Dockerman's live. At practice for the Hawkeyes, we'll get him in Nashville. Miller and Con-